Welcome into the Siouxland Sports Insider podcast, high school style, um, presented by Marto Brewing. I'm here with uh, my good man, Mitch McCumber from Metro Sports TV and SSI. And uh, Mitch, good to see you. Uh, we're uh, February 10th. Um, we've already had a little bit of March Madness, quite a few buzzer beaters here uh, within the last 48 hours around the state. And uh, it's that time of year, my friend. Yeah, and uh, we, we had four buzzer beaters, actually. So there was uh, Des Moines Hoover over Ankeny. Uh, you had the Ames over Southeast Polk, Atlantic over Harland, and Iowa City Liberty over Linmar. I mean, just the, the feel of March is in the air. And, uh, you know, obviously we, we miss out on football season. We obviously yep. like to cover that too as well. But mm-hmm. we're, we're getting into to late, mid, uh, obviously it's still kind of early. But, you know, a week from now we're in the mid to, to the late part of February. And, and that's when basketball around yeah. here starts to get really exciting. Exactly, so. yeah. And, you know, hey, it's raining here tonight. And we're used to having snow. So it makes you feel like we're a little bit later into the season, you know, than, than we actually are. Exactly, exactly. So – the the girls matchups which we'll talk about first they start a little bit earlier um this 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 contest their their um brackets already got released some of the guys brackets actually haven't been correct um fully released yet especially in this uh, the south dakota side but we'll get to that here in a second but we'll talk about the three uh regional girls teams that are going to be playing in the state of iowa mm-hmm. um kind of go over their matchups and then we'll get into the guys mix that there's a lot there's a bigger bulk of guys playing in the region here, so we'll start off first in uh, 3A. We got Sergeant Bluff uh, first in their their district or their region, and they play Green County team. Three wins on the year. Um, not that I'm, I'm not impressed with the Green County team or anyone in this bracket, but mm-hmm. it's a favorable bracket for Sergeant Bluff and the way they've been playing uh, recently. Obviously, with the loss of uh, Peyton Hardy, it hurts. Um, but the way that they've been kind of going, and as a unit, I'm sure Coach Hardy has them in a uh, a good, you know state of mind going through I think that they could possibly in the regional championship meet up with a Des Moines Christian 15 and 6 record Mm -hmm. um, or a Harlan Uh, I think a Harlan Sergeant Bluff matchup is always something you want to see in any postseason whether it's baseball football basketball anything like that so if they could meet up with Harlan I think that would be a good showing Um, but all in all the draw Sergeant Bluff got very good yeah Um, and and I think when you talk about all three of these local school girls um you're the favorite, more mm-hmm. than likely in your bracket. Mm-hmm. The only one that's going to beat you is yourself. Don't let that happen, right. and, and we'll be seeing you down in the well. So I think Sergeant Bluff got a very favorable pull, and, uh, and we'll move on to their counterpart across, in, and that is in Helan. And I, I think Helan collectively through the entire year for an Iowa team has played probably the best basketball we've seen out of a girls' team. Yeah, very consistent. They they faced the winner of Humboldt and Lamar, so they could see mm-hmm. a, a favorable foe that they've seen twice this year in Lamar's. Uh, won both those games. Uh, Humboldt, to me, is a, a team that's kind of up and down. And I would like to give the advantage to Lamar's. They have a couple guards that are a little bit quicker mm-hmm. and able to, to create some havoc. But then – um, you could see a matchup in their regional championship, Spencer on the other side of that bracket. So a Spencer Bishop Heelan matchup of two uh, local area girls teams as well. I still would probably give the advantage to Bishop Heelan. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously you're a little bit closer with Heelan's yeah. uh, girls basketball coach, uh, mm-hmm. but just the the talent they have, and we talked about it throughout the entire year, is uh, junior heavy. Yeah. But they're just so solid. I mean, they they create turnovers. And, and that's kind of their M.O., and they, they play solid on the offensive side of the ball. But they're, they're going to be a tough out, obviously, 
in, in the regionals. And then obviously when they get uh, down to the state tournament, if they are able to make it that far, it's, yeah. it's, it's a, it's a younger team, but it's a damn good team. Yeah. A couple thoughts on, uh, I'll, I'll go in reverse order here back to Sergeant Bluff. Um, I think you've seen this team rally around Peyton Hardy's injury and, um, you know, collectively as a team, they're really playing well and, you know, credit coach Hardy for that. I mean, he, he watched his daughter get hurt, get injured. That can't be easy. You know, there's emotions involved with that. And, you know, I, I have daughters, so girls are emotional. So uh, you got to get pa- past that uh, aspect first. Um, but they've really played well here down the stretch. And then uh, Bishop Heelan, uh, they got upset by West. I think that was probably a good, you know, in a way, a good loss, if there ever is such a thing. Um, but, you know, Coach Coolstrow will have them ready to go. And uh, like you say, I really like their draw. And, you know, they're a bunch of juniors. I mean, it's scary if you look on their roster because, I mean, you could probably – I mean, you can get hotel rooms now for next year, in my opinion. You know, and I know they don't look at it that way, but I can because I'm just, I'm just a fan. So, um, but, no, both those teams have a chance uh, to, to enter Wells Fargo down there. Yeah, and I think they have, uh, you know, obviously a, a really good shot. And then you go look over uh, into the region of 5A. So girls have one more conference uh, than boys. Boys only go up to four. Mm-hmm. Uh, girls go up to five. So in 5A, Sioux City East uh, gets a uh, – to await the winner of Council Bluffs, Abraham Lincoln, and Sioux City West, two teams that they've played throughout the season. And the way that West has been going, Marty, I like I like West in the game against AL. They've been they've been on yeah. a hot streak. I think they won the last five or six games in a row. You know, you talk about that upset against Heelan. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're they're playing really well. They got you know pretty much all their starters back. And you know, a Sioux City East West matchup to go to a regional championship. I think you That'd know the fans yeah. in the Sioux City area would definitely like to see that. Um, and, and more than likely, we talked off air. They would play an Ankeny Centennial team. Um, they play a Marshalltown team that's. On the season, uh, not very, very, very good. Um, and Ankeny Centennial played them last time and uh, won fifty-two to six. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I would, I'm not chalking it up as a <laughs> win those, for Ankeny Centennial. Were those Centennial. two field goals, or was that a touchdown? Yeah, with no right. Extra yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, it, so I would chalk it up as a win for Ankeny Centennial. Now I don't want to, you know, count any chickens before they're hatched. But I think um, we can pretty much turn that one into a fried egg it's pretty much over yeah um but you know if if you get a west east matchup there is kind of can be a coin flip with how good west has been playing now um but i do like east in that game it would be played yeah. at sioux city east yeah. you get a home game um granted sioux city west doesn't have to travel too far down mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. the interstate there to, to east but i still i like east at home it'd be a the raucous atmosphere for a girls game which i feel like the Siouxland area needs that again. We got a lot of good yeah, matchups exactly. in the guys' bracket, yeah. but yeah. it seems like some of the girls' matches people take for granted. There's a lot of good girls' games that have been played this year. So Yeah, there really has. And, you know, you look at uh, Coach Dren over East has done a great job this year uh, with his team. They have several seniors, so they're, they're a senior-laden team. And then, you know, you got West. I mean, sometimes there's nothing better than, than confidence, and right now they exude confidence. It's a good way to enter postseason play. Definitely. And uh, we'll go over to the uh, across the border here into South Dakota and talk about girls that aren't quite into postseason play yet, um, but they're only like four games away, uh, and that is the Dakota Valley girls. You know, both uh, girls and guys played doubleheader against a very, very good uh, team up in the Vermilion area. The the Tanagers both walked away with wins. Mm-hmm. Are uh, they played at home? Excuse me. Right. 
But uh, it's not much that you can say that we haven't already hit on the head earlier when we talked about Mm -hmm. Dakota Valley, and that's Rosenquist averaging around 24 points a game, 10 rebounds, and 5 assists. And then you have the other uh, seniors that are doing it for her as well. Grace Bass, about 8 points a game, 4 rebounds. Uh, Peyton Tritt's only a sophomore, but she's got about 10 points a game. Right. Um, And they all add to the dimension of of a solid team around them. It's just obviously trying to stop Riley Rosenquist. It's it's yeah. I haven't seen anyone do it yet. I've yeah. I've seen people limit her, um, but no one's ever been able to to stop her. And I think that as as much as uh, they they want to to improve and move on, and obviously being Riley's senior year, they want to make it to the state yeah. tournament. I think they're depending on their draw. I mean, because mm-hmm. the state of South Dakota is really one sided. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're drawing, they could get a bad draw, but I like them, especially if they play a couple home games going up and playing for, um, not only just in the, the state tournament, but playing for a state title. I think they got a really good shot this year. Yeah, they do. I, I really like the DV team. It seems like you've got a bench full of girls that really understand their roles. Um, they've accepted those roles and they just play well together as a team. Definitely. And so you flop from the girl side to the guy side. I mean, the girls, uh, not a, a record to laugh at or, you know, sniff at 14 and three. Yeah. They've taken some losses to some really, really good teams. Good teams yeah. And uh, a lot of those are, are coaching moments, too, yeah. um, for Coach Tammy Lilly and, and her staff. Teachable and, moments. Yeah. And and that's something that, you know, you talked about it, too, with Helan. There's never a time to have a, a loss as a good loss. But I think mm-hmm. those three losses were good losses for them moving on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, you know, you can see the maturity this team they they understand how to handle adversity and they're going to be battle tested for it going into the playoffs um and you go to the boys side of that uh, in in the dakota valley boys 15 and 0 um and you know i think if you were to look at any bumps and bruises that they've taken a lot of it was from last year i mean they returned pretty much everyone from this team except for two key seniors on um, those mm-hmm. seniors obviously are huge losses mm-hmm. uh with chase montang and, and paul bruns but Isaac Bruns, Randy Rosenquist, Jackson Winger, Jackson Hennis, who was starting to light it up, Sam Falmo, Braden Majors, Joseph Bryant, those guys all together are putting in the, the work in the offseason sh- is showing up. And, right. and these guys are, are – there's they've won a couple games that have been close, but a lot of their games have been dominant. And, yeah. and they've, they've hung with, had teams hang with them for about three quarters, fourth mm-hmm. quarter – or late in the third is when they really start to, t- pull, to away pull away there. And I haven't seen a team in South Dakota that I feel like can match up with this team very well. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a team that I feel like with their last couple games, they're going to play a, a late game against East High um, that you mentioned. Um, I think that's going to be a really good measuring stick too because you're probably one of the better teams in the state of Iowa on this side. Yep. Um, and it's a, technically really a class up too. Be, um, but you, it's going to be – this team more than likely will go into the postseason undefeated. They have some tougher g- games coming up, but I feel going into postseason play undefeated, they're still ranked number one in the state of South Dakota, mm-hmm. um, and the, and then rightfully so. You have Isaac Bruns is averaging 24 points a game, uh, eight rebounds, um, about three assists, and then Riley, or excuse me, Randy Rosenquist, miss, we call him Mister Five by Five. Uh, yeah. 12 points, five, uh, 12 points, five rebounds, six rebounds almost, seven assists, five steals. I mean, he's literally yeah. – there's, yeah. there's not a possession where his hands don't touch the basket. Exactly. 
And, uh, and then you add those extra, the glue guys that we like to call them, and the juniors and seniors of their bigs and some of their guys that, you know, we talked about Jackson Hennis had a 9-0 run by himself in the exactly. game yeah, against Vermillion. Get on a roll. So when this team's gelling, which they are gelling right now, it's so hard to beat. And the, the camaraderie that they have from going uh, to, to state last year and then unfortunately losing to Sioux Falls Christian. Now this year, this team's – you can just see it. They're hungry. They want to be there. Um, and it, but they do return their two leading scorers, our juniors. So they return these yeah. guys for next year. But what better way to, to turn the season – um, around next year and, you know, ha have the, the banner hanging in the, the school. So I think that's obviously the goal um, for them. But, you know, they still got a couple games to play in the regular season, and we'll see how they get their, their draw on the matchups. Yeah, I'm excited uh, to see how they do in the postseason there. And um, I'll be in attendance there. I, I'm going to go check out that uh, East High Dakota Valley boys game. That should, should be, be a, a good, good one. one. Yeah, it should oh, really man. be a good one. And I know uh, Coach Kleiss and uh, Coach Vandaloo, you know, they're, they're – uh, good combatants there and good coaches and you know they have a they have a good relationship on and off the court so that'll oh, yeah. be fun it'll be a, it'll be a chess match for yeah, sure both definitely. of them know exactly how to orchestrate a defense and work an offense into their their favor so it should be a should be a heck of a game yep but uh we'll, we'll get right into the we're gonna go 1a up to 4a marty if that's mm -hmm. all right with you yep um, talking about the matchups that we have now, I didn't get every single matchup, and if your team is not here, don't don't come don't come at us. There's a lot of good matchups yeah. in the in the Siouxland area <laughs> for for these uh, these games here. So we'll far, start us start off with the first one. We got Galen Catholic versus Lawton Bronson. I love what I've seen out of Galen Catholic this year. Um, Carter DeRocher um, and Keaton uh, Bonderson, both guys have been really. Um, exuberant on the offensive side. Carter DeRocher, the leading scorer with 366 points. Um, and basically, when you look at the, these stats, Marty, and you're, you're more of the stat guy than me, mm -hmm. when you look at these stats, for, for Galen Catholic, the, the, I mean, we have the, the 1A bracket that's just loaded around here. Yeah. But they, they score the ball so well that they're hard to guard. And it's not just one guy. Like, if you're a coach on the other side, if you're a coach for Lawton Bronson – what are you trying to do to stop this team? Because it, they're coming at you on onslaughts. Yeah, they really are. And uh, you know, you know me, man. I'm, I'm old school, but I always, I got a peek at the free throw line here, and uh, they they shoot 71% from the free throw line. So, again, postseason play, you're going to be in these one, two possession games, no shot clock. So, I mean, pick your poison, you know. And if you got a team that's shooting 71% for the from the floor. Uh, you know, they're going to try and get the ball in the right guy's hands to get fouled. So, you know, you're playing the clock and you're, you're playing the percentages there as well. So be fun to see how that one shakes out. Yeah, and then they're, they're leading the scorer, Carter DeRocher, the senior, but their other couple leading score, or the other top scorers are both juniors. Both juniors. So, you know, you return a team that's, you know, if they're not able to make as far as run as they want to, is going to be hungry again. Uh, for next season. So I think that's going to be a definite team that you're going to want to watch out for. Um, we talk about the Lamar's Bulldogs, but this might be the team in the Lamar's area that goes a little bit farther. Um, and, you know, I'm definitely excited to see how far they go. I haven't caught a ton of games that they've had this year. Um, but, you know, 14-6, and six, a, a decently good record. Nice you know, record, yeah. Uh, right around 7,500 for that, that record there. But, uh, you know, they, they've taken some some losses and learned, but this team scores a ton of points, 1,200 points on the year. I think they're going to be a hard out, especially first game against Lawton Bronson. I don't know if they have enough in the tank, um, but I'd like to take uh, 
Galen Catholic in that game, but and we'll we'll go in and this is in one bracket too, Marty, yeah. which is just yeah. nuts. But Woodbury Central plays Storm Lake St. Mary's team, and we've talked about Woodbury Central mm-hmm. um, a lot on this this um, podcast here. And you know their their season in in football they ended at the the state tournament in the championship game, um, or in the the stuff the runner up runner up game. Yep. And uh, you know the, I think they have a chance to put together a little bit of a playoff run in basketball too when they get it all going. Their mm-hmm. record at thirteen and eight. They played a lot of good teams. They played a, the the one of the best teams in the the state in Remsen St. Mary's, who they will probably match up with later here in playoff uh, play. So, obviously not a good draw for, for a team looking to make a little bit of a run. But I still like what I see out of, out of Clunder. We talked about him getting his 1,000th point. Um, and then you got Caleb Blyle, Carter Blyle, Aiden O'Meara, who can shoot the ball from three. I mean, this, this team's this team's good. And, you know, I, I think that obviously with the, the maturity that the seniors have, that's going to be the biggest thing too is a lot of these teams that you look on here have a lot of juniors and some kids that, you know, last year probably played JV, hadn't been in this moment before. You go on the road. I mean, a lot of these teams are going to play yeah. at home. But you go on the road in an, in an environment in the postseason, that's when you need your seniors. Yeah. And, and you know, you see teams that go a lot farther that may not have stack up with quite the talent that the other teams have, but it's just that they're, they're playing together as a unit. And I really, really like – what I've seen out of Woodbury Central all year, even after a loss, they come back and they battle hard and get that that win um, their next time out. But with, with the group of seniors that they have there, and, and they've been in that moment before, yeah, whether exactly. it be that, football that, or that's basketball. That's what I like about that, yeah. I, I, I like this team definitely to, to win their first game against Storm Lake St. Mary's, and then they're posed to make an upset. Yeah, exactly. I uh, Like you mentioned, I mean, and we've had a chance to interview some of the kids, and they're just they're good wholesome kids and they got the right attitude and uh you know I wouldn't be shocked if if they find their way there you know I mean these are kids that have performed on a big stage under the bright lights before and uh you know they execute and it's the postseason they're they're very capable and we'll talk about uh the, I think my favorite team out of the the 1A bracket especially around here is is going to be Rems and St. Mary's I mean Hard to argue with 20 and 0, Marty. Yeah. It's very hard to argue with 20 and 0. Can't do much better than that. Um, but when you look at the stats here, and, and a lot of teams will have that we see in 1A can score. I mean, Woodbury Central scored 1,200 points. Um, Rems St. Mary's, <coughs> excuse me, 1,200 points. Mm-hmm. Uh, Galen Catholic, 1,200. I mean, these teams can score. But I don't think I've ever seen a stat sheet in points to where it goes down the way this one's going. I mean, 192, 192, 184, 211, yeah. 271. The balance is unreal in the depth. And, yeah. and, and all these guys can shoot really well. And it's, I mean, from the the, the field, they're shooting 61%. Yeah. Free throw, 63. You probably would like those numbers to be up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, three-point percentage, 42%. All, yeah, you I'll cannot. Take it, <laughs> yeah. There's a mismatch somewhere. I'm yeah. telling you, there's a mismatch exactly. somewhere on, yeah. the, on the court. But it's just. I mean, and they play the winner of a Siouxland Christian Akron Westfield game. Mm-hmm. Who I would tip my cap to Siouxland Christian. Both teams um, not having the best seasons that they they would like to have. Um, mm-hmm. I believe Siouxland Christian has six or eight win, six to eight wins. Um, so, so not not uh, an opponent that Remsen St. Mary's is going to be challenged with, and mm-hmm. that's no knock to either of the two teams. But uh, you know, this Remsen team it was really working. We just talked about Woodbury Central. 
uh, and and they played against Remsen just last week, and Remsen took it to them. Uh, so I think Remsen isn't overlooking anyone. They know what's at, at stake, and they want to get down to the wells. And I think out of the 1A region in the Siouxland area, that's got to be my ticket. Yeah, they're going to be the one to beat there for sure. And uh, like you said, uh, they're just they're loaded and they're deep. Um, I mean, to me, uh, you know, they're going to write their own ticket here. And uh, I look for them to, to end up in uh, Des Moines there. Definitely. And, and that'll round out the 1A bracket. Like I said, there are more teams that are playing 1A. We've got some yeah. Westwoods and different teams like that. But those, those are the three matchups I really keyed in on this, mm-hmm. this week. I think that those are going to be the better ones. And so we'll move right into 2A. we got to talk about the DeGene boy and the alphabet soup, OABCIG. Yeah. Their team's 16-4. and four. They don't have a bad, a little bad. They've kind of flown under the radar. We haven't talked about them a lot. Um, you know, but they've put on a pretty good uh, – Pretty good season. They've right around the 1,200 points as well. And they got four starters that have over 100 points. And then you have the guy, the junior, the do-it-all. QB1. QB1. And Becca DeGene. Just talk about – I mean, you look at his stat line all the way through, Marty. There's not a, one thing that he can't do on the court. And what makes it so hard to guard is because if you try to shut him down, we talked about there's four other starters on this roster that have scored over 100 points. So it's yeah. kind of a pick your poison. I, I know you, in, in a way, don't want one guy to beat you. Right. But in this case, I'd almost be like, we'll have one guy score all Let their points and try his. to lock everyone yeah. else down. Exactly, yeah. And, you know, I look at this, and you mentioned the points. Um, they, they have some nice balance there. And then, you know, uh, Beckett DeGene's favorite target, Easton Harms, from this past football season, uh, he checks in with 154 points scored on the year and you know he's shooting 66 percent from the field and Beckett himself 65 percent uh and you know uh, Beckett you know when basketball translates so well to football if you're a quarterback so I mean he makes a great guard he sees the floor and you know he makes good decisions with the basketball so uh these guys got a chance to move on and you know that that's a good class of kids I'm excited to see him uh this next fall in football Right, and they play on Thursday night. They play against the winner of Alta Aurelia and uh, Cherokee, Washington. I there give the advantage to Cherokee, Washington. But they will play a home game, too. So that's obviously huge. We talk about all these games. You know, if you have to go on the road, even if it is just down the street, yeah. on the road, uh, I mean, you, tickets are a little bit more. Iowa High School likes to, to get their money out of yeah. the the, uh, the <laughs> traveling teams. But, yeah. you know, it's uh, – it, it, the, the atmospheres are going to be a lot different. I mean, playing at home and playing on the road, and that's obviously what you fight for during the regular season. You want to have mm-hmm. this best of record as you can so you get a higher seed to play at home. But, you know, I think these uh, these games are going to be really highly contested. OBCIG is going to be a tough out, especially if they play at home. Another team that's going to play at home is going to be the West Sioux Boys, who we've covered a lot on Metro Sports right. Television. I'm sure we're going to have multiple, uh, hopefully if they have multiple playoff games, we'll cover some of those as well. Um, and it's kind of in, in the way have you said for the OABCIG gang is how you saw on the football field. You had quarterbacks throwing to receivers. Now we have point guards throwing to their other guards and their big men down low. West Sioux comes in with a 14-7 and record. They played a lot of talented teams higher up higher in classes up, yeah. than they have mm-hmm. to really challenge them throughout the season. Right. They'll play again on th- uh, Thursday as well. A lot of these games on Thursday, some on Monday – um, but West Sioux will play the winner of Maple Valley, Anthony Odo. 
mm-hmm. and Hinton, which I give the advantage to Hinton a little bit yeah, on that they're one. They're playing good basketball. Um, so then that game will be at West Sioux as well. But just talk a little bit about it. I mean, you've heard these names in, in yeah. football, yeah. but this team, we're, we're getting into teams that are, it's, it's a common occurrence. Any team that's in the playoff hunt, you look at their scoring, and it's even all the way through. Yeah, it really is. And that's just a credit to the athleticism um, that they have over there at West Sioux. And, you know, uh, maybe somebody's not on one night, somebody else just picks up the slack. And they have such a good feel for each other's game that, uh, you know, they're, they're going to be a tough out for this tournament. And those kids have a lot of pride over there. And uh, they'll, they'll fight to the last whistle. Yeah, and it's definitely a different environment, a different gym. I mean, it's not the biggest gym. All these, these 2A and 1A gyms aren't that big. But you get – even 60, 70 students in that thing, and that place is rocking. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, I mean, this is going to be a, gets loud in there. a good atmosphere, and we talk about it too. I mean, there's four or five guys, maybe even six, with, with uh, Copas uh, just short of 100 points, but they have guys that can score all over the place, and they have the most total points that we've seen out of anyone mm-hmm. um, right now. They're, they're flirting with 1,400 points on the yeah. year. Uh, played 21 games, uh, you know, but, I mean, they can, they can really – push the tempo and, and score when they're on and they're, they're going to be a hard out. Um, especially, I think they got a lower draw too with me in 14 and seven, but, uh, definitely a team that can make some noise in that bracket. Well, now those are the two way games. We'll move to three a mm-hmm. and the teams that are going to start to really get familiar with each other. We have Sergeant bluff Lamars. These teams are in the same conference. They played each other yeah. twice. First matchup Lamars wins by three 44, 47 of the other matchup they had. Lamar's wins 43-37. <laughs> so there's an, a, a, like right around yeah. the, the points there. It's usually a, a very good couple possession game. game and, yeah. This game's going to be at Lamar's on Monday the 21st. Mm-hmm. Sergeant Bluff versus Lamar's. Now what I see out of Sergeant Bluff is something I see out of Sergeant Bluff every single year. They start off slow. Everyone counts them out. Write the ship off for Adam Vanderskaff. We'll, we'll chalk it up. We'll talk to you about basketball or maybe even this – is, this is the wrestling school – early um, early to, to mid-January, and all of a sudden, the ship turns. Yeah. And all of a sudden, they start winning five or six games. Mm-hmm. And then they, they kind of make their way back in the conversation. And then pinch me if I'm wrong, and the same thing has happened this year, Marty. You know, they've, they've came around, and all of a sudden, they're, they're starting to play a little bit better. This class is all juniors. They don't have a single senior yeah. on the basketball roster. So this class is coming back, uh, and, and you have your leadership out of Tyler Smith – Dylan Scott's played well. Scott Kroll, Tyra Luchin, heck of a lineman's played extremely well. Mm-hmm. Nick Hinkle, Scott Dixon, Jacob Hoffman, all these guys um, really getting their first taste at the varsity minutes. Had a lot of growing pains as it's gone through. But if, if any game is as close as what the games are of the, the eight or nine we picked, this is the game. Yeah. And this is the game where Sergeant Bluff turns, you know, haters into believers of, you know, all of a sudden you start to think, eh, we roared them off in, mm-hmm. in late December, early January, and yeah. now all of a sudden you got to start thinking, if they win against Lamar's at Lamar's, yeah. how far can this team yeah, really you go? potentially can, can, look ahead, yeah. yeah can, can Vanderskaff get this team down to the wells again? <laughs> again, yeah. Uh, yeah. It would just be, it would be very impressive if they were. Mm-hmm. I like the, what Lamar's is doing, though. Uh, if you want to compare stats between both of them, it's really going to be a show of the two guards. you got Tyler Smith going against Caleb Dreckman. Mm-hmm. Cal Eckstein is a good – um, fit off of there for guard wise. I think it'd be like him and 
it'd be like a Tyler Smith and Scott Kroll kind of looks. Tyler, uh, Scott Kroll's a great three-point shooter mm-hmm. as this uh, Cal Eckstein. And then you got to go to the bigs. And I think at that point, Connor Calhoun um, for a big for Lamar's isn't the most dynamic big. He just uses his size a lot. Yeah. His post game's really good. Um, and he can alter shots down low. And that's something that Sergeant Muff lacks. That to me is why I would give the advantage to Lamar's. But I mean, you look stats wise, Marty, and you can go through it. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's, even. It's nip and, and tuck. Yeah, it is. And you know, it's just I hate to use the word it's cliche, but whoever can execute down the stretch there is going to come away with a win and move on. Exactly. And I think that that's going to be and the my, Druckmann kids a handful. Oh my God! I watched him play again, <laughs> yeah. even against Easton. They 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 end up losing that game, but yeah. you know, him and 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 Cal together. If they're both on at the same time, yeah, look, out. Trouble, yeah. look out. Look out. Heelan takes on Atlantic at Heelan. Heelan mm-hmm. has a home game. Uh, we talked about their girls a lot. They're boys, silently 11 and 8. Yeah. You know, not not a, a, a terrible season. I think they probably would have liked a little bit better of a record. Mm-hmm. But they, they played Heelan. Heelan's played East quality games twice in a row. Mm-hmm. Sergeant Bluff, they, I don't think that they thought they were going to uh, lose that second game they played at Heelan. Right. Yeah. Sergeant Bluff, like we said, started to turn ship yep. and, and caught some people by surprise. Mm-hmm. But if this team plays well, they got some shooters. Yeah. Buckshot Chamberlain, shooter. Uh, Sam Skinner, Matt Noel, uh, Carter Keel, Nick Miller, the, the, the senior big man. I mean, they got a, they got a good mold of a, of a, a gritty 3A team yep. that when given the opportunity and if they get hot, they can beat Atlantic, go on and keep moving down the road in the tournament, and all of a sudden we can talk about, hey, he owns playing for regional championship. I don't know if you knew that or not. Yeah. And and we could have possibly uh, another Heelan uh, boys girls matchup down in the Wells where they're both playing. So yeah, Heelan's kind of flown under the radar most of the year. But Definitely. I mean, if you go back and look at the schedule, um, there was a point where you know it looked like they just kind of came together and started rattling off some wins. You know, and, you know, got their feet underneath them, played with some confidence. They got a lot of key junior kids here um, on the roster that will return next year too. So, great job by Andy Foster over there. Yeah, that junior class for healing. Yeah. Loaded. Holy cow, loaded. Uh, Going into 4A, uh, my team that I like the most in the MRAC conference before the injury, and I'm not going to butcher that thing until it's done, they had a really cool moment when they played Heelan the other day. Uh, they got all, all. They announced all seven seniors, yeah, and they that had was Josh neat. come out yep, as neat. well. That was really cool um, that they did that. But AL and this AL team, I I'm not gonna lie to you. Off air, I wrote them off after the the injury. I'm like, they're, yeah, they're I kind of did too. They're gonna play against East. East played them extremely tight with Josh Dix. Now without him, yeah. look out. And yeah. then all of a sudden, I get I get mm-hmm. a message from you, and and you go, did you check the, the East AL score? I was like, no, Marty. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want I'm and I'm sure AL's not going to post it because I'm sure it was bad. <laughs> and you're like, no, it was the other way. That's because Jamison Gruber yeah. showed up. 38 yeah. points. He outscored East in the first quarter up by himself. Mm-hmm. So now you start to look at it, too, where <laughs> this AL team plays Des Moines North or Dowling Catholic. Right. right now, Dowling Catholic, normal powerhouse, especially in football. Mm-hmm. Pretty okay this year in basketball. You have a good output from Gruber – and Jake Duffy, this team still can make a state tournament. I know they can. And I think that's the thing is they believe in each other. And, you know, you know, you you lose one man, you're playing for that man. So they see, you know, their star sidelined. Uh, they're 
they're going to be a tough out. They really will be. And, and Gruber, obviously, he looks like he stepped right into that role of, you know, I'm the guy and uh, just kind of took that game over. Yeah, and it, normally, like, I, I looked at him and I was like, he is – He was always a, more of a complimentary player. Exactly. That's yeah, what I was kind of exactly. thinking. He was, he was the – the C.J. McCollum to the Robin Damian to the Lillard. Batman. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And 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 now you you kind of start to see with with the absence, um, his killer instincts coming out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and that's I mean if you're an opponent that's scary because the way East defense, uh, the guards on the the perimeter which we'll get to here in a second through our next mm-hmm. matchup we're talking about, mm-hmm. they defend so well. I mean you yeah. ask Lamar's they yeah. they they've got that pressure on the the perimeter the entire night. If if Gruber's able to get past that pressure and drive, and then all of a sudden your defense has to sag off to Start respect that. Or, yeah. And then now you're you're giving him a cushion on the three-point line. Mm-hmm. If he gets hot, I mean, this team can make a very deep run, and that's a team that scares me because, as you said, the team rallies around a, uh, the the hurt player, as like Sergeant Bluff did. Yeah. They're playing for Josh. Yeah. Like the, their whole mm-hmm. thing this year was, hey, we have a chance to make the tournament. Not only make the tournament, we have a chance to win this win thing. Win it, yeah. And, and I know they're rallying around him and you're going to play around him. And I think it's just going to be a, a hard out, especially uh, down in Council Bluffs. It's going to be a, a very good matchup they have there against either the winner, winner of Dowling and Des Moines North. Moving on to East High, they play the winner of TJ and Waukee. Mm-hmm. Um, now, obviously, we've seen TJ play this year. I, w- I would give the hand to Waukee, but anything goes in, in the round of uh, February, March. Yeah. Um, but if they were to get a Waukee game, I still favor East a little bit. They yeah. put on a clinic and played really well against Lamar's last game. And it's been really the emergence uh, of Brant Van Dyke and the Jimmy John's player of the game, Ben Jackson had uh, nine, uh, 17 points in the game against Lamar's, hit some threes, and now you start to add that game of a guard that can shoot for East High coming um, and, and playing some quality minutes for them. They've got four or five guys that can really press you on the outside, plus their interior presence with B-Ray, who likes to take the, the jumpers to beat the yep. zone. This team's hard to match up against, Marty. Yeah, they are. Um, I kind of took a little bit of a look ahead, just a peek ahead, just for my benefit. But, um, you know, to echo your sentiments there, um, Jackson had a good game, shooting 36% from three-point range. Cole Ritchie's another 36% three-point shooter. And then uh, uh, Preston Dobbs, obviously he's had a tremendous season, 12.5 points a game, uh, 74 boards. And then Brant Van Dyke has kind of assumed that role. Um, he's kind of stuffed the stat sheet uh, on the season here. 9.2 points a game, 75 boards, 62 assists uh, from the big man. He's a 75% free throw shooter. So um, I did some recon on Waukee, just kind of forecasting things out. And, you know, they got a couple six foot one guards, juniors. They have three standout junior players. Uh, Vance Pfeiffer, um, six foot seven forward. Uh, 127 rebounds. So, you know, there's time to talk about that down the line. But, um, you know, yeah, I, you know, we've, we've liked the way East has played uh, pretty much all season. Um, I, was, I was surprised by the, the AL score. But, uh, you know, credit to them. They're a well-coached team and uh, very fundamental and uh, just two good, two good basketball programs, East High and Council Bluffs AL and uh, – Two, two real good coaches. So, and there aren't any secrets. You and I know that. They know that. 
So, you know, you can only change things up so much, and it just comes down to, you know, execution, uh, limiting turnovers, and then making plays in the open court. So, um, yeah, uh, excited about the postseason here um, and uh, lo- looking forward uh, to watching how things play out. Definitely. Last matchup to talk about is going to be the winner of this game is going to take on Ankeny, and then if they were to end up winning that game, they take on the winner of Sioux City East and what we would assume would be Waukee. And that's going to be Sioux City East for Sioux City North. We have a uh, Sioux City battle, another one here. Um, North's two wins against TJ. I mean, the, it's it's always seems like it's a rebuilding year for North. Love the kids that go to that school. Um, mm-hmm. Nothing but uh, but great kids there. And and they're they're starting to kind of click and, and get to where they need to be offensively. Um, it's just it's just seems like every game it's getting there, but it's not enough. Yeah. Um, and then you're going to run into a West team that's seen you twice, beaten you two times. Uh, the one of their matchups really close, 55 to 61. The other matchup, 52 to 77. That one obviously not as close. Um, for for West, you have two guys that you need to stop, and and I don't yeah. think North has the the perimeter defense to do that. And obviously, I'm talking about Kevion Hayes and Lemarian Mothershed. 218 points for Mothershed and 299, 1.0 from 300. Two good uh, for, athletes for Kevion Hayes. I mean, just yeah, and that's that's what they are. They're freak athletes. I mean, they yeah. can. They can take you off of a dribble and, and mm-hmm. dunk it on you, but then also mm-hmm. they can they have a, a finesse in their game where so they can hit pull up jumpers, exactly, they can hit yeah. uh, deeper shots, and you know this this North team has guys that can shoot and play well too. Carter Penny's a, a heck of a shooter. Uh, Jake Bergens played really well. Zach Hesse, Jack Lloyd down low, Carson Strobing down low. Mm-hmm. You know they they have pieces together, just haven't been able to to complete the puzzle Sustain yet. Sustain that, yeah. And, and I think you know obviously you give the advantage to West. The thing that that hurts them is a win in a way is kind of a loss. Um, but again, basketball is basketball. Anything can happen. But you got to make you win. Now you got to make the drive down to Ankeny and play the Ankeny team that just got upset. Um, a week prior, you know, we talked yeah. about it. And this Ankeny team's good. They're real good. Uh, and, and they, you know, they a lot of people in that gym believe they have a chance to play for a state tournament or a state title as well. So it's going to be it's a tall order for for West to try to to do if they're able to win the game against North. But I think you know you got to play the chips. You know, you yeah. miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take. So exactly, got at least get in the gym That's with right. them and see if, you, if it's not your night. But, uh, I, you know, I definitely would like to see that game and, and see what, te- what West team comes out to play because they've been, they've been a, a kind of a coin flip team all year. I've seen them play some really good explosive basketball, and I've seen them take some, some games off. So it really depends on what West team you get that night. Yeah, it really does. Um, for the folks out there listening, we appreciate you listening. Um, stay tuned. Um, uh, we're going to be hitting some practices and getting some player interviews, coach interviews up on the site and on Twitter and uh, give you some really solid coverage here of the postseason. And, you know, I know I got my football fans out there. You know, we had already had the discussion that I'm a 12-month-a-year 12, 12 football guy, and we're going to roll out. I uh, already spoke with a few uh, Siouxland Metro area coaches and going to roll out some off-season coverage uh, here for folks that enjoy that aspect of it too as well. So, uh, Mitch, thanks. Great night. It was good to get back on the podcast. and get our information out there. Definitely. And I, I'm, I'm excited. Some of these games aren't going to happen for about a week or so. Um, mm-hmm. You know, some even two weeks out next uh, two Fridays from now, uh, some games will be played, but you know, I think that no uh, injuries, no turned ankles, nothing. Oh, Nobody no, I needs just, any I, of that. I want yeah. clean, good basketball. Yeah. And I think, you know, 
this side of the state is, is as even as we've seen it in a lot of conference or a lot of the uh, the matchups 4A through 1A. Um, sometimes there's usually like one or two teams that are just way above everyone. Mm-hmm. This this field seems to me this year to be so even 1 through 4A yeah. that I think we're going to get probably some of the best basketball we've had here in a very long time. I'm excited to cover it, obviously, through Metro yeah. Sports. And I'm excited just to s- sit on yeah. my couch and watch it when they're yeah. down at Des Moines too. Exactly. And, you know, Siouxland uh, will – be well represented. I have no doubt about it. So um, we'll, we'll have that coverage for you. And uh, I want to say thanks again to Martel Brewing for sponsoring our podcast. Eric Martin and his crew uh, do a great job down there. Uh, go down there, tell him that Marty Millard sent you, and uh, he'll, uh, he'll give you a howdy high and get you seated down there. So appreciate your time, everybody, and we'll talk at you again next week.